Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. Welcome to Believer's Church, guys. My voice is a little rough. Sorry for that. Um, we're getting a little bit of winter. This morning, I woke up at 4.30, and our house was freezing, and the furnace wasn't working. And that's a bad, bad morning to have the furnace not work. But from experience, I knew to go check outside. I figured the vent where the furnace vents outside was frozen over. And I went out there. It was solid ice, so I broke it all up. The furnace came back on. But it was cold going out there uh, this morning. And I'm so glad you came out in the cold. If you're visiting today, here, here's what today's all about. This is our Connect Group weekend. Here's what I want to do for your life. Here's what I want to help you understand more clearly than you've ever understand it ever understood it takes circles and rows for Christians to grow now circles are referring to connect groups we call them connect groups they're small groups it's a group where you're facing each other and you get to talk and other people talk and you get to ask questions there's discussions and rows is what we're doing right now this this is rows and you need them both in order to grow spiritually and when I, was, when I started Believers in 1983, I was convinced all we needed was rows. And I felt like I could grow everybody if they just sat and listened to me. And there's growth that does happen. And I kind of thought, we don't need connect groups. So we didn't do any connect groups. And then I discovered some things that were happening. Uh, one, I was wearing myself out trying to meet everybody's needs. And then I'd hire staff. And then I was wearing them out trying to meet everybody's needs. And I didn't see that God created you to minister to each other. I didn't see that in the scriptures. And I went years and just simply wore myself out. I wasn't seeing Christians grow. They weren't growing to the level that they needed to grow. And so I discovered something. I call it the 412 principle. And I want to just open up this morning with that because it explains why it takes circles and rows for Christians to grow. So check out Ephesians 4, 11. We'll eventually get to 12, but here's 11. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. This is what we call fivefold ministry gifts. And God, through Jesus, gives these gifts to people. And I stand in the office of a pastor. I also am a teacher, so I'm pastor slash teacher. And these other gifts are also important, so that's why we bring guest ministers in. So we'll have guests in for that reason. But primarily, you're going to sit under your pastor about 95% of the time. That's how often you'll sit under your pastor, and then he'll bring guests in. And this is really important. So Jesus gave these gifts um, so you can have something happen in your life. But when I first started the church, I thought that's all you needed. If you had a pastor, you were set. But here's the 412 principle. Look at the next verse. Here's my purpose, to equip you, his people. My purpose is to equip you, but it's to equip you to do something. Listen to what it says. To equip you, his people, for works of service. So I am equipping you to release you to do things. It goes on and says, so the body of Christ may be built up. The word build up means spiritually grow. So in order for you to grow spiritually... I have to equip you, and part of my equipping you is to motivate you 
to be loosed and begin to minister one to another. And if I can do that, I can get you to grow to your fullness. Now, verse 16, I think, makes it even clearer. Listen to verse 16. From him, Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every support, supporting ligament, that would be all of us, grows, now listen to this, and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So the, so the goal is I equip you so you can begin to do what God's created you to do. And then you guys have something to give to each other. And as each of you do your thing, the body of Christ begins to grow. Now, when I started the church, I thought, I'll just do rows. And my goal was, you'll grow in your seats, all right? And you're just going to grow. And I didn't realize my whole purpose was to equip you to loose you and get you moving and get you doing things. So part of loosing you would be, you know, your gifts and your callings, becoming a volunteer. So we have incredible volunteers here at Believers. And if you'd like to get on that dream team, I'll, I'll tell you how before we close today. But it's also the connect groups, the, the circles. It's the most amazing thing as you and I jump into circles, how God begins to use you to minister to other people. And he uses other people to minister to you. Now that's quite humbling for me because I had to come to a place to where I realized it takes all of us ministering to each other for us to grow to where God wants us to be. And that's why we do circles here at Believer's Church. It's amazing the growth we see as people begin to get into circles. So there's some of you sitting here right now. I do not have to convince you. You're excited that we're starting a new connect group season. There are others, you are not against connect groups. You're okay with them. You're just not so sure you need them. And that's okay. So I'm trying to convince you that it's really a good thing for you. So there's a few of you sitting here, probably more than a few. You're thinking, I have some close Christian friends, Pastor Joe, so I'm in a circle. And I would say to you, you want to keep those close Christian friends. That's really, really important. But you've already given them everything you can give them. They've already given you everything they can give you. So you guys have tapped each other out, so to speak. And so if you know how you click with people, hang out with the ones you click with, spend some time with them, that's cool. But there are folks you haven't met yet that have something to give you that will change your life forever. And there are folks that need you. And when you come in contact with them, there's some things you're going to give them that's going to change their life forever. And that's what the Bible means when it says we minister to each other and as each of us does its work. So I want to encourage you not to become stagnant and say, I have a couple Christian friends, that's all I need. I do connect groups here. I do three, I actually lead three connect groups, so that keeps me pretty busy. But I, I so believe in them, I lead three of them. And I have to do them by invite because if, 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 I, if I invite only, if I advertise a connect group, it becomes rows. I just get so many people, I can't, I can't get to know anybody. So it's just another group of rows. So I do invite. And one of the ones I do, I call it Disciple. It's an amazing group. I run about 15 men through at a time. I've run hundreds and hundreds of men through it over the years. And we get these 15 guys in there. And I just take them through an eight to nine week course. And it's amazing what happens in the room. I... I can't wait to do my next one because I'm ministered to as much as anybody in that room. And as people begin to talk, it's the most amazing thing. And 
Guys speak things into my life. They may not even know they're doing it. But then I watch what happens to these guys as they interact. It's absolutely amazing. And I can tell you firsthand, I have watched Christians grow as a result of connect groups. And I have grown as a result of connect groups. And I obviously love Rose. I like to talk, and I love Rose. And um, this, this is wonderful, and it's very necessary. But you also have to have circles. So the early church, it was this huge church. The, the first church began in Jerusalem, okay? Jerusalem was a city of about 200,000 people. That's where the first church began. This is before there was a Catholic church, before there was a Protestant church. There was just one church. It was the church of Jesus. And I want to show you what they did. I believe this made them really powerful. Check this out. This is Acts 5, verse 42, and it reads this way. Day after day, in the temple courts, and from house to house, house to house is circles. It takes circles and rows for Christians to grow. Temple courts would be rows. It says this. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So these are the apostles and then all their helpers, and they're meeting house to house. They're meeting in the temple courts. I want to take a moment and talk about the temple courts because some people feel, I've heard people say, the early church just met in houses. They didn't, they didn't do this. But that's not correct. I did this elaborate study just a couple weeks ago on temple courts because I'm reading this thinking, wow, where exactly was that? So I want you to check this out. This is the temple courts here. And this is a rendition of Herod, Herod's temple. And uh, this existed when Jesus walked on the earth. It was there. And, of course, it was destroyed in 70 A.D. Remember when Jesus said, uh, not one brick will stand upon another of this temple? He was referring to Herod's temple. This is where Jesus went in, and he turned the tables over with a whip because they were, uh, they were using the house of God in the wrong way. So that's where those stories took place. So do you see the little room in the middle with the high, high ceiling? That, that little room in the middle, and it's not really that little, um, that's called the Holy of Holies. And then the room in front of it's the holy place. And only Jewish priests could go in the holy place, and only the high priest could go into the holy of holies. And that, that was a rendition of Moses' tabernacle that you read about in the Old Testament. So Herod built that in, and then the big rooms on the right and the left, those were called the temple courts. They're also called the courts of the Gentiles. And that's where the early church met for church. They met there. I don't know if they, they probably rented it, but they met there. And, and that's where they had church. Now, they tell us that the length of the temple courts was two and a half football fields. That's how big this building is. So imagine a football field. Imagine two and a half football fields. That's the length. And then the width was about a football field. So the experts say this is conservative. Some of them go up to 100,000. But they say about 50,000 people could fit in the temple courts. So they'd have a preacher on one side, one on the other. They had great acoustics. And that's the rose, what we're doing right now. The early church was a mega church. It was huge, the first church. And, and get a hold of this. Here, here's what the Bible says in Acts 5.28. It says, didn't we tell you never again to preach about Jesus? The high priest demanded. So this is the top Jewish religious leader. And instead, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring the blame for this man's death on us, the Jewish leaders. He's talking about Jesus. 
Now, I like the phrase, you have filled Jerusalem with this teaching. The church was so big, and it, it became big so quickly, that the experts tell us, remember, Jerusalem's 200,000 people. The experts tell us that the early church, right at this time, chapter 5, had 100,000 members. So they're meeting in those courts, and uh, they're probably doing multiple services a couple of weekends. And they have 100,000 people. So think about this. One out, of every, one out of two people was a Christian in the city of Jerusalem. 50% were Christians. Now, it's different than today because these are all Jewish people, which means when they accepted Christ, I mean, it shook their whole family up because they left the Jewish Orthodox faith. They came into Christianity. It shook everything up. These are people that were water baptized in the public in front of everybody. This shook the city up. Think about this. Wherever you work, 50% of the employees all went to the same church. So the Catholic church wasn't born. The Protestant church wasn't born. Everybody just went to the temple courts, and then they met in houses. This was a humongous church. Had to have incredible impact in its community. Today, the best churches that I know of in our nation, they have 4% of their county in their church. That's the biggest and best churches. Uh, and, and they're not... They're not the mega churches you're thinking about. They're usually smaller churches. They'll have about 4%. Can you imagine having 50% of your town all in one church? Can you imagine the impact that they had? Why was it? Well, I don't think it was the temple courts. That, that was important. But here's what they did during the week. Here's what they did all the time. Listen to Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Every connect group here at Believers is going to have one of these four elements in it. So the apostles' teaching, uh, that became the Bible. So that's the Bible, okay? That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all the epistles. So uh, that would be connect groups that talk about and discuss the Bible. And, and then, of course, fellowship is just doing things together, hanging out. You can do it a hundred different ways. We have a basketball connect group. That would go under the category of fellowship. Just fellowship. And then breaking bread, uh, that could be communion, but more so it's just going to each other's homes and eating together. And then we all know what prayer is, right? So their connect groups had these four elements. Our connect groups always have one of these four elements happening. And this is where the growth also came because it takes circles and rows. And there's something about getting into a connect group and it's so different than this. As important as this is, and there's something about being in a group with 12 people and getting to know people and having people speak things and you speak things and you ask questions. It's the most amazing thing ever what begins to happen. If you haven't experienced it, man, I want to encourage you. This is a 10-week cycle. It begins on Wednesday nights, February 24th, a week and a half. Some of them are on Tuesdays, some Thursdays. You'll see that different nights, some Sunday nights, but they all start in that week. And I want to encourage you to get out there and look at these and ask yourself, where do I belong? What can I become involved with? Because we all know, as good as this is, I mean, we had great worship this morning. I, I loved every song. Um, I think I'm giving you a decent teaching today, all right? I think this is pretty, pretty decent, pretty good. But you walk in, you walk out. You walk in, you walk out. And, and there's a level of growth that God wants to get to you that he can only get to you in circles. 
So I want to talk about some of the connect groups that are available. Here's what I want happening in your head. This is, this is so important to me because I know I can't grow you spiritually unless I get you hooked up, okay? I want you to ask yourself, where can I hook up? Then I want you to think about some people maybe that you can invite and say, you know, maybe they won't come to the rows. Tell them, there's this group I think you'd really be interested in. So listen from that perspective. And I, I want to talk first about uh, what we call our marriage uh, enhancement groups. And I want to read you a scripture, 1 Peter 3, 7. It says, in the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives. Now, understand Peter's writing to people that came out of a culture. It's very sad, and there's cultures like this today where the wife was viewed as a piece of property. She was viewed no different than cattle or sheep. And so now these people give their hearts to Jesus. Can you imagine? And now God's having to teach them, this is the way it's supposed to be. So Peter says, in the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat your wife with understanding. That means you have to learn how to treat your wife, and the wife has to learn how to treat a husband. As you live together, it goes on to say, she may be, the weak, she may be weaker than you, and I can still beat Gina in an arm wrestle. So just talking about strength, right? No big deal that I can do that. It goes on to say, but listen to this, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. This is really important. God says we're equal. So he's, he's having to train these people that, hey, she's not your slave. You know, she, she's not your servant. You guys are equal. And that's something that this culture didn't understand at all. Well, he goes on and says this, treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. And wives, I think there's things wives, and Gina would tell you that wives have to learn about how to treat a husband. But you guys know, if you've been coming here any length of time, you know that I tend to be very slow in learning things. I'm just not real quick. And then I'm pretty stubborn. And then I, you know, I have all the ethnic problems growing up, in, you know, ethnic Italian. And so you kind of learn things, you know, and see things growing up. And, and so my first 10 years of marriage were rough. They, they were really rough. And I was pastoring believers, but you, you wouldn't have known it. But we had a lot of fights and a lot of arguments and and I was too slow to pick up a book and say, Let, let's learn about marriage. I just didn't do that. So uh, we just, it was rough. And about 10 years in, I told Gina, I said, honey, I said, from now on, just call me the white mouse. And she said, white mouse? I said, you just call me the white mouse. She said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know how scientists use mice in a laboratory? And, uh, you know, they do tests on them. She said, yeah. I said, well, I'm thinking about taking a mouse and putting him in a maze. And I said, you know, if he goes the wrong way, he gets shocked. You know, if he goes the right way, he gets a pellet of food. And I said, just, I said, call me the white mouse. Because I said, I haven't gotten through the maze yet. And, and just when I think I know what I was doing, this we're talking now, when our first 10 years, I think this is the right thing to do. This is what to say. And it's like, I get shocked. So, so then I think, next time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go left. And I go left, and I'm shocked again. And I, I just kept getting shocked like crazy. So I said, just call me White Mouse. And, and I, said, I said, are these walls shifting? Do, are they always the same? I'm not sure what's happening, honey. And, uh, and she encouraged me, why don't you read a book on marriage? And finally I did it. It's amazing what happened. But before I did, this is how I felt. I felt like this guy, and I'm like holding up a sign saying, Help me get out of this maze. And, and I'm, I'm teaching this for this reason. If you're here, 
and, and you have a good marriage, these enhancement courses will make your marriage great. And if you're here, maybe your marriage is really struggling. This can turn your whole marriage around. So we offer two. And I want to show you the two. Before I do, I want to say this, all right? Every one of our leaders, every one of our teachers, they're, they're incredible. They, they do an incredible job. So for time's sake, I'm not going to tell you every one of them is incredible. They're all incredible, okay? And they'll be out there, and you get to meet them today when you go out there. So I want to just make sure I say that. And then um, let's talk about them. Here's two courses. One is Real Marriage. The other is Love and Respect. Stephen, uh, Terry Zuppo teach one. Dom and Tony Denunzio teach another. They're both on Wednesday nights. These are DVD-driven, DVD-driven. So you're going to have these national uh, speakers teach, and you guys are going to be in your circles, and you're going to talk, you're going to interact. Everybody that's gone through this, they say, it's absolutely changed my mind. As a matter of fact, we started with one, and everybody said, we want another one, so we added a whole different course. So if, if you'd like to enhance your marriage, great one. And then we have all these help groups. They're help connect groups. And I want to read a scripture to you, Galatians 6.2. It reads like this. Help carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will obey the law of Christ. You know, the law of Christ is loving each other, laying our life down for each other. There's some areas where I just need somebody to help me. I can't do it on my own. And you guys, we all have areas like that. So we just developed a bunch of groups that I like to call help groups. And we have two that are general. And one, the first one here is writing workshop. Bill Suter, he's, he teaches writing in college. So uh, he, he just wants to help anybody that wants to learn to write better. And then we have a group called Thrive. It's, it's a support group for young adults with disabilities. Kathy Neff, who she oversees our special needs that's happening right now. So when you and I are in here, we have a special needs class for kids with special needs, and they're, they're back there ministering to these kids right now. Well, Kathy's going to do a support group. So if you know anybody, if you're one of those people, you want to bring a child or whoever, I encourage you to hook up with this group. Then we have uh, relationship help groups, and the first one is Boundaries 3.0. My wife teaches it, and I'll tell you a story. Um, I was having coffee with a guy, and I knew the guy went through Gina's course. So her course is for guys and, and, and girls, whoever wants to go through. And we're sitting having coffee, and while we're having coffee, he's saying things like this. I've got this situation. He says, but I'm going to draw a boundary, and I'm going to make this decision. And he says, over here, I've got this situation with a person. But he goes, I'm going to draw a boundary, and here's the boundary I drew. And I just, I just was smiling. I went home told Gina, I said, he, he got it. I mean, your class changed this person's life. And if you have trouble with boundaries, this class will change your life. And then we have grief recovery. Uh, and so if you've lost someone you love and you want to grow and you want to come through the grief, this is a great class. And then divorce care uh, with Janet Dyer. And uh, if, if you come through a divorce, you want to um, help get through the pain, this is a great class for that. Or think now, maybe you know somebody you can direct to these classes. And then we have help groups for finances. And two weeks ago, I taught a lesson titled Before and After Plastic Surgery. And I know I inspired a bunch of you. You want to get into this course. It's called Financial Peace University. Uh, Dave Ramsey is the, is the person that you'll hear on DVD. And we have Dave Lewis leading Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And then we have a young adult one for uh, John and Jacqueline Weiser leading on Thursdays at 6 p.m. And if you're struggling with debt at all in your life, doesn't matter what age you are, this is a life changer. I threw this out when I taught this. I, I, I got on this subject two weeks ago. 
The average family that goes through this course, they eliminate $5,300 in debt during the length of the course. Isn't that amazing? And, and they accumulate 2,700 in savings. It's just the most incredible wisdom on how to handle your finances. And then we have help groups for your body. We have families talking type one and Clinton, Kristen Moore oversee this. If, if you have someone in your family with type one diabetes or maybe you, you want a support group, incredible support group. Then we have healing school. Carol Berkey will be teaching that. So if you're dealing with something and you want to find out what the Bible says about prayer and receiving healing, it's a great one. Then we have the Daniel plan. Jill Gunther's leading this. This is about lifestyle eating that you can change the, you know, the healthiness of your diet. Then we have Celebrate Recovery with Jeff Sanders. And if you're, you know anybody that's addicted to chemical, chemical addiction or alcohol, it's an incredible group to hook them up with and talk to a bunch of guys in the lobby that are going that direction. And I'm really excited for them. And then we have spiritual growth groups. And one of them is Next. Next is a, just, it's, it's a one hour, one and a half hour course. It's just one class. And if you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I love Believer's Church. I love this place. What's my next step? You, you just simply have to go through Next. So you can actually go through Next and get in another Connect group. You just have to miss your Connect group one night. Or Next is going to be a bunch of times, so you could actually do it on a different time. So I encourage you to get over there, talk to the people at the Next table. And then we have Tuesday, Tuesday Daytime Prayer. Tony D'Annunzio leads that. And then here's some spiritual growth groups, guys. One is Biblical Foundations. And this group is mul mul multiple reasons to take it. If you're a new Christian, it will lay those foundations. But if you've been around forever, this course is so dynamic, uh, it, it will enhance and grow you as a Christian that's been around forever. And then we have Understanding Faith, Pastor Rick Fritz. And this is about learning how to, how to put your shield of faith up and operate in faith and that type of thing. And then we have Holy Spirit One. This class is remarkable. Tons of people go through it. Bill Carter teaches it. If you're here and you want to learn more about the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, this is a course you'd want to jump into. Then we have our BC Bible study, guys. And the catalogs have uh, every night what, what they're going to be teaching on. They have some incredible Bible studies they'll be doing. Then we have Experiencing God. This is probably one of the most profound uh, connect group curriculums ever put together. Glenn Cromley will be leading it. Incredible DVD curriculum. And then we have Reduce Me to Love. Uh, this is Joyce Meyer material. And June Griffin will be leading this Tuesdays 1 to 3 p.m. at Panera Bread on Elm Road. And then here's some Seasons of Life groups. So thinking, I'm almost done, but keep thinking, where should I hook up? We have Young Adult Women. Kristen Okerlund's teaching this. It's on Tuesdays. And she's going through Craig Groeschel, incredible, incredible guy, uh, his material called Struggles. And then we have a woman's group. Mary Bush will be teaching. And they're going through the Armor of God book again. And then we have BC Singles, 40-plus, Karen Stamp, and their days and times vary. Then we have Moms on the Go, Andy Pekarevic, and she's the one that did our video announcements this morning, so she'll be out there at a table. And then we have Paramount, and I just want to take a second with this. Ryan Cathers is our student pastor. Paramount is our student ministry, junior high and high school. And if you're in this room today, and you are junior high or high school, you've never hooked up with Paramount, you need to make your way out to the table. Ryan will be out on a table all by himself out in the lobby. It's our Paramount table. 
and you just need to introduce yourself to him. And he'll come up and close service in a moment, so you'll see who he is. But you need to go, students, you need to go see Ryan. They, they have an incredible group of young people, and you'll get excited about what they're doing. And then we have Basketball Connect group for guys only, and Steve Denunzio leads that, and that's Mondays at the YMCA in downtown Warren. And then here's some fellowship groups. You ready? The, the foodie groups are, are where they go to restaurants. It's our most popular connect group, all right? And uh, John and Cindy McCorkle lead uh, a young adult one. Uh, they're a young married couple. And, and then we have uh, Jim and Judy Caminetti, my brother Jim. Uh, he leads a group. And then uh, we have Tom and Gail Wood. They lead a foodies group. And then Sunday Night Fellowship is Tim and Elaine Two Rows. Uh, they open up their home, and they're an incredible couple. You'll, you'll have fun there. Then we have Ladies Bingo, and I, I've just heard tremendous things about Ladies Bingo, and Gal Wood leads that, so if you're interested. There's two more. You ready? I saved these two for last. Remember I talked about volunteering, and that's part of the reason you're released to, to begin to use your gifts. We have what we call Serve by Semester, and we just, we just did this for the first time, our last group, our last semester, People that have gone through it, they've raved about it. They said it's, they're so glad they went through it. Here's the idea. It's a 10-week semester, and you may not know where you want to serve here at Believers. You may think, I can't make a lifetime commitment, whatever it is, but I want to, I want to try something out. I want to encourage you, sign up for Serve by Semester. We'll hook you up wherever you feel comfortable, and you can see what it's like. And then here, here's, the, here's the last one. I saved it for last. We have our, our Boardman Campus Connect Group. We'll be launching a campus in Boardman, Ohio area. And if you live in that area, uh, this is their second semester. But here's what they're doing this semester that's so cool. Pastor Graham, uh, they're going to be meeting at a house in Canfield. So if you live out that way and you say, hey, I'd like to meet the people, I, I'd like to help believers plant that church, want to find out more about that church, encourage you to go on out that way. Guys, you've been awesome. Trust I've helped you think about where you belong. Let's go ahead and close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Lord, I've done my best to talk about circles. And Lord, I've come to, to know, I've come to understand it takes circles and rows for Christians to grow. Lord, I thank you for this incredible group of people. We thank you for our time together in rows. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you for, as you did, you did this, you did this second service. I just thank you, or first service, Lord. Thank you for inspiring everybody to connect where they need to connect. I thank you for that, Jesus. Now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, guys. It's cold outside, but it's warm in here, man. And I want to take a moment and talk about Jesus. Jesus is so wonderful. He's so incredible. Jesus is the only one that can save your soul. We saw the early church, they talked about Jesus, shared Jesus, and they exploded. I met Jesus when I was 19. But here's the thing, I grew up in church and didn't know him. But at 19, somebody talked to me and I met him, gave my life to him. So listen very carefully. I'm not asking you to join our church or religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in a Christian church or not. It doesn't matter. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or adult. I'm not asking those questions. Those are all good things. Here's what I'm asking you. Can you remember a day when from your heart you said, Jesus, I believe in you and I make a decision to follow you? 
You know, the Bible teaches us that Jesus died on a cross. He gave his life so we can live. We're all so thankful for that. He died, they buried him, spent three days, three nights in the heart of the earth, and God raised him up, and here's what Jesus said. He said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. The Bible declares we can't work our way to heaven. We have to believe that Jesus is the Savior and make a decision to follow. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Here's what I'm asking right now. This is the most important question in all the world. There's none more important. What have you done with Jesus? If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I'm ready today to accept him. I'm ready today to give my heart to him. Would you pray with me right now? Every now everyone else in the room, would you help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe and I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.